At long last, welcome back to another episode of the Faith Awakens podcast with me, your local friendly college chaplain, Father Tom Hennon, and my co-host. Your friendly students on break, soon to not be on break, tier, um, yeah. <laughs> Megan Grady. Hi, Father Tom. <laughs> Hi, Megan. Good to hear your voice. And uh, it's been a couple weeks since we had a podcast, so yeah. Yeah. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. But uh, yeah, so yeah, you're not on break for very much longer, are you? Do you do you have to come back no. even earlier for student teaching? Uh yeah. So today, when we're recording this, is Wednesday the sixth. Um, mm-hmm. I will be on campus um, Sunday. I believe that's the tenth. So hooray! The days are dwindling, and I'm sad. Aw. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, and it'll be kind of ghost towny when you're here probably for that week before classes start too or yeah two weeks um luckily my yeah no luckily my track friends um who are also some of my roommates come back um the uh 13th okay. i think that's that wednesday so um i won't be lonely for long but i will i am thinking about how i'm gonna be like alone in my room <laughs> being sad <laughs> but you know Whatever. You have to do what you got to uh, do. You'll be busy teaching, student teaching. So yeah. if you want to have, yeah, that'll be fun. So maybe, I hope, I yeah, no, I I have been kind of stressed about it just because I've been like rereading all the stuff um, that they send to us, you know, about the semester. And that's like kind of stressful to read all like at once. Um, but honestly, I've met with my teacher and she seems really nice. And I, I always know like, um, my coaches and, uh, my professors always like are able to help me. So I'm not, I'm not, I would say saying I'm not too worried about it would be a lie, but, um, I feel like it's going to be okay. (laughs) You're going to be all right. Yes. You'll be fine. You're prepared. You're ready. (laughs) I believe in you, Megan. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I would rather not. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. I was just say I would rather not start um, during a global pandemic, but you know, that's oh. just how the. Yeah. The, um, well, think of it this way. If you can teach in these circumstances, you can teach in almost any circumstance, right? You know what? That's, that's good. I'm going to put that in my back pocket and use it when I'm trapped. <laughs> so that'll be good. <laughs> um, how were your holidays? Um, I'm not going to lie. They were really like kind of sad. Not that I didn't have like a good time with my family. I like, I always have a good time with my family. That's why I'm so sad about leaving, um, Mm -hmm. home. But, uh, yeah, just like the lack of family members together, you know, that was kind of sad. I've talked about this before, but like both my mom and my dad's side are, um, my mom's side is pretty big. She comes from, she's one of 10, but. Um, even my dad's, I was, I believe he's like one of four. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I don't know. Why don't I know that? But, um, like both bigger, you know, Christmases, um, that didn't happen that way. Uh, which was all, I'm not complaining. This is all for the benefit of, um, all of my relatives, young and old. So, uh, but yeah, I was just kind of like not normal. And as you know, Christmas time is my, uh, my happy time of the year. I'm, all about Christmas, and that's the biggest reason is that I get to see all these family members that I love, um, and I don't get to see as often during the year, so that was, it was kind of, it was just, 
it was just different, I think. Um, yeah. But how was yours? Uh, okay. Uh, we had mass here at the chapel on Christmas Eve and had a, a nice crowd, but not oversized crowd, obviously, with distancing and all of that. But it, I was worried that it was either going to be like uh, too many people came and we had to tell people to go away or that it would be like nobody mm-hmm. there. And it was nice somewhere in between. So that was nice. Um, and then I was uh, helping out at a local parish for a couple of their masses, one later on Christmas Eve and one on Christmas morning. And those were very small masses, like less than 20 people probably at each of those. And that was probably in part because a lot of parishes this year were adding masses to their schedule in order to spread people out. And so they were nice masses, but they were very quiet, intimate, simple kind of masses. And then um, I did not go to my hometown uh, for Christmas. I was home at uh, Thanksgiving. So my original plan was just, no, just hang tight here and get some work done and chill and watch Netflix or something. But um, (laughs) my uh, sister in St. Paul, one of my sister's she uh, is currently living alone because her husband works all over the country and is currently working construction in, I think, Alabama. But anyhow, um, so he wasn't going to be there. And so she was going to be by herself. She actually had COVID back in uh, the summer, August, and recovered fine from it. So we thought, well, if it's just the two of us and you've already had it and we're just hanging out for a few days, that's probably safe. So um, I took off on Christmas morning to go up to St. Paul and, um, I have seven sisters and three brothers. And of course you don't ever technically have a favorite, you know, but this sister is certainly one of my favorites because she's the other big <laughs> board game geek in the family. So I knew oh, we would perfect. be playing board games. Um, so she loves this kind of stuff. She's invented some different games and thought about actually doing some game writing and things like that too. And, um, and she's an excellent cook and I'm a pretty passable, um, assistant to her. So basically we spent three and a half days doing nothing but cooking really good food and eating really good food and plenty of it and playing board games. I think we played five different board games, probably a total of like 20 times over the course of those days. So and I didn't really ever leave the house, that uh, her house, except for once to go on a run, and which was terrible, nasty, cold, and slippery and icy up there, yeah. too. Uh, and yeah, once to go on a walk it. with my brother, who lives in the Twin Cities, too. So he came over, and we went for a walk around the neighborhood one day. So, yeah. So That's it was awesome. not that bad. I was glad I was able to be at least with a family member, and we had a lot of fun, and, and um, so it was good. And then came back here, and I had... Um, kind of put put to bed one class before Christmas, and I'm already starting the next, so I have to go next week um, to to one of my in-person week-long sessions for this doctoral program I'm doing. So it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But I'm stressing out a little bit about second semester stuff, too, because I'm co-teaching a class this semester with Tammy and oh, yeah. high school work I'm doing, and yeah, it'll be all right, but we'll survive. Yeah. But, so it's weird, um, it's weird how oh, it's weird how see we haven't done this in a while we're like out of the out of groove practice. of like yeah um but no it's weird how like second semester is so much different than um first semester just kind of like going into things um I don't know what that is maybe it's because we come from summer and it's been so long since we've seen everyone so we're excited to get back you know and then um after yeah. that short little teaser break you're like oh great. <laughs> Well, and you know this this I mean 
it's the ongoing saga of COVID-19. Like, okay, spring semester of 2020 was really weird because it ended abruptly at spring break, basically. Okay, so, and then when we came back in the fall, it was going to be like, okay, we know things aren't going to be normal, but we'll try to make them as close to normal as possible. We were in person. We made it through most of the semester in person. And then, again, had to go online only toward the end of the semester. And so then we've got this, like, really stretched out winter break more than usual, And so it still doesn't feel like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel normal at all. And I know it won't be. So, um, but yeah, well, maybe that leads us into our next piece, which is on hopes for 2021. Um, (laughs) Any any particular hopes that you have for this brand new year? We're six days into the new year and a lot to hope for, certainly. So Mm. I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, go ahead. I do hope, and I know not to hope like too soon for this, but I'm hopeful that by the end of this calendar year, things will look a lot more like normal than they did. Um, I'm not, you know, putting like false timelines on that. I, you know, I read a little bit about what people are saying on that and, you know, hopefully by end of summer, fall, you know, kind of the the more negative ones are saying it might not be until December of 2021 that we're kind of back to normal. But I, I mean, I guess I am hopeful that like by the beginning of next school year, things would be a little bit better, way better, hopefully, in fact. Um, but, you know, we all know that some of the things that we've been doing for the last uh, year will continue um, to some degree, too. So, so I'm hopeful for that, um, but hopefully not unrealistically so. And then, um, yeah, as we're talking um, and recording this podcast right now, there is crazy stuff happening in our nation's capital. Um, yes. uh, the capital is being stormed by protesters, apparently, which is just bonkers to me. Um, so I'm, you know, I was really hopeful that in a weird way, because things are, you know, okay, uh, the the House of Representatives is split, you know, pretty evenly. The Senate is looking like it's going to be split plain down the middle. Um, we know that the election was very close, you know, and still a lot of people, you know, voted for, for Donald Trump. And, 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 you know, so we, you know, we know that we live in a divided country. We, we, we figured that out this year if we didn't know that before. But my hope in all of that was that, okay, when you've got, you know, when you've got one group or one party that has like 75% support and the other group only has 25% support, that group that has 75% support can say, oh, we don't care about you. We've got, we've got the power. We've got the majority. We can do what we want. We don't have to worry about compromise and we can just pass whatever we want. But when things are so Mm -hmm. evenly divided like that, I was hopeful or am hopeful that it might actually force some compromise. Like people are going to realize, you know what, we, we do have to govern for the whole country. And I do have to govern for those 70 million plus people that voted for Donald Trump. You know, um, I, I do have to vote. I, have, you know, I was hopeful that this division actually might be the occasion for a deeper unity. And um, I don't know, that's probably pie in the sky, but especially as I'm watching stuff happen in D.C. right now. But uh, that's a hope for me is that we could actually yeah. come to some common ground, but yeah, no. And I think, I'll, I, I don't think that's an unreasonable expectation. Um, I think it's obviously, honestly, very, very reasonable in any situation um, you uh, with differing, like opposing forces, you want to strive for that compromise. You know, that's like 
uh, we learned that, you know, you learn that in grade school, uh, sharing is caring, you know, um, you know, taking other people's like ideas and kind of, uh, thinking about them. But, um, yeah, it's, my phone has been buzzing nonstop, uh, with all the stuff happening right now. Um, but my brain is all over the place. Uh, but yeah, like I, I agree. Um, any sort of compromise, any sort of coming together, uh, to kind of resolve our distances, uh, differences, um, and distances, you know, with COVID-19, hopefully that'll be over and we can resolve our distances too. Um, but yeah, just, and I think we fall into a trap sometimes where we hold these politicians on a pedestal that they, um, should never be on. I think it's good to keep, um, them accountable that they're, you know, working for the country, for the people in the country and not um, some celebrity status. You know, it's important to keep that in mind. Um, but at the same time, it's also important to keep in mind that they are human beings, you know, um, and they will uh, do things um, that make mistakes, which human beings do. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say with that, but just more compassion, I think, for 2020. Yeah. I'm hoping um, wider, uh, bigger listening ears, um, and teachers speak, uh, grade school teachers and say, turn on your listening ears. Um, yeah. but, um, and I, for me personally, I just want to be, I want to be happy. I don't care. Um, that, that, that could be a broad, uh, range of things, uh, making me happy. But, um, honestly, I just want to be happy, uh, in 2021 because not, ne- not necessarily that I was not happy in 2020, I definitely had some bright moments. This podcast being one of them, very, very happy when I record with you, Father Tom. But um, just, just again, just to try and find those bright moments in those, in this year where everything seems to have gone wrong. But I yeah, I'll try not to think like that. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely. It's been we've had to uh, work harder. It seems like to to uh, to make those moments kind of happen in this last year and. I, I, it kind of feels a little bit like, um, well, like the weather has been here at least, you know, like really cloudy, overcast. And I was like, where's the sun? I want to see the sun. Show me the sun. And then, I know. you know, you get one day where it kind of peaks out and like, ah, oh, that's wonderful, you know, and then it hides again for another week. But, um, you know, so I'm looking for the sun, you know. Um, so, yeah. And I and I guess maybe part of part of that hope, I know I need to, I, I can't, I've, I should learn by now that I can't anchor that hope in human institutions or persons or outside circumstances that are completely beyond my control, any of that. Like, so that's where I kind of come back around to the message of Christmas and what this season is about. And, and it is a season of hope, not because of institutions or persons or things that are outside of my control, but because... God entered our reality, and so I, you know, I want my my hope to be anchored in in that. And uh, so, whatever whatever twenty twenty one holds for us, and I hope they are brighter days. But whatever uh, this year brings, then okay, my hope doesn't doesn't um, kind of bobble up and down on whatever else is going on in the world, but is more solidly anchored. But uh, but it, it's work. It's work to, to to do that too. You know, it doesn't come naturally. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Um, I'm I'm hopeful that um, there will be more good fruit from um, 
Disney and the Mandalorian uh, expansion. Oh, is this a segue? This is a little bit of a segue. Yeah. So uh, a little bit of a stretch. I, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure everybody who listens regularly is surprised to learn that I watched all of the rest of The Mandalorian. I watched each episode uh, maybe just two or three times each um, mm. um, and was really happy, was really happy with, with the finale <laughs> of it. I know maybe some people were not as much, but I was very glad. I, I think I texted you that yep. uh, you're, you, know, you definitely have to see it through because I felt like a kid again. It, I mean, the, when I was watching the last episode of this season, I was like, I was clapping out loud <laughs> watching this thing. And I'm like, <gasps> you know, and just like, it was like I was a kid again watching Star Wars on the big screen. Well, I have very vague memories of watching Return of the Jedi on the big big screen when it first came out. But I was in awe. It was, I thought it was really well done. And I feel like Dave Filoni and and uh, and that whole crew and and uh, why am I blanking on the um, producer's name? Uh, like the guy for all the Marvel universe and Don, Don Favreau. John Favreau. There you go. That they really are to me in the wider Star Wars universe. They're filling in some gaps. You know, this whole Mandalorian mm-hmm. kind of covers that time just after the fall of the Empire. So we're not to the point of the newer movies with the with the First Order, but you can kind of see the seeds of the First Order in the remnants of the Empire that's left. You know, there's all this stuff from the the uh, from the Clone Wars series and the and the and the Rebels series, uh, especially around Mandalore and the Dark Saber and all this kind of stuff that was kind of left uh, a little bit unresolved, and they're they're filling in some gaps for us there. I really like that. Um, I, you know, yeah, I'd love it, like that they're bringing back some important characters uh, that uh, I'm trying not to give too many spoilers away for those who may be listening yeah. and haven't seen this yet. But uh, there's some good stuff that happens in the second season of The Mandalorian, for sure. Yeah. And like, I mean, I should say that Father Tom has been kind of irritated that I haven't watched it. But in this in this name of family, I have not watched it because I had not been home. And also, I had a lot of stuff to do on the first half of break um, regarding, like, teaching licensing and all that great stuff mm. that I'm still working on, surprisingly. But um, So we finally got around to watching it, and my dad loves Star Wars. My mom likes Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, but not, not, like, super into it. But, like, we'll watch it with us, you know. And even she enjoyed um, mm-hmm. the episodes that she watched. Um, Baby Yoda winner uh like oh, yeah. whoever was like we're gonna do this the, that person deserves more than a raise because holy crap the revenue coming in oh i'm sure baby yoda merch i can't even i can't even fathom probably the millions probably, i would assume millions of dollars being poured into that but um i actually got uh for christmas uh my sister and i both got uh a uh, little baby. I guess his name's not Baby Yoda. Grogu. We, we is that a spoiler? Grogu. Okay. Yeah, it's not a Grogu. spoiler. We got Grogu's dolls. Um, uh, little dolls where if you like stroke his head, he like like moves his ears and he like makes a little noise. I'll oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I didn't you. realize it was that it's like so uh, involved. That's cool. <laughs> it's really cute. By the way, um, but, I love the idea of uh, the. This may be a spoiler too, but. Jedi Academy with Grogu and Ben and Ben Solo as bunkmates, yeah. and it being a whole spinoff show that is basically a rewrite of The Odd Couple. 
Um, and yeah, yeah, that would be hilarious, I think, uh, where Ben Solo is kind of the angry one, cantankerous, fiddly, you know, and Grogu is just like <laughs> the happy-go-lucky, whatever, you know, Grogu's the one that leaves the milk out on the table, and Ben Solo's like, Grogu, yeah. you know. Um, Grogu, yeah. And then Grogu's just like, <laughs> you know, makes a cute little yeah. sound like, like he does. <laughs> I can't even imagine, like, like, that show would just be, like, giant tall Adam Driver and then little tiny Grogu. Like that just is so that's definitely odd. So it would work. We should be writers um, for Saturday Night Live or something. They need to do something with that. That would be I've, great. I thought or, that for I don't know if time. Robot Chicken yeah. is still a thing, but of course Robot Chicken had a whole series yeah, of spoofs on Star Wars, so they should definitely do a Robot Chicken spoof of Ben Solo and Grogu at Luke Skywalker's Jedi Academy as roommates. Yeah. We'll send it into Lauren Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, too good. Yeah. So a lot of lot of good. So I'm hopeful for. I don't know. I guess I haven't. I haven't read up what what. Well, at the so. Well, this is kind of a spoiler too. Okay, we're just throwing it all out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wait. 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 Disclaimer. Disclaimer. If you haven't watched it, you should probably uh, not listen to this part of the episode. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, well, at the end of the episode, um, well, like after the credits, then they have that little Easter egg, and they have the thing about uh, Boba Fett. So they're going to do some sort of spin-off or show separate on Boba Fett. There was some speculation early on that that was going to be like the continuation of the Mandalorian story, but I think it is going to be its own spin-off. So I'm assuming there will be a Mandalorian, you know, uh, season three and I don't know where it goes from here. That's a good question. But um, And they've talked about other shows that they're going to do, too. Um, and that's not too much of yeah. a spoiler. But, yeah. 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 Uh, Ahsoka yeah, Tano, so, I think, is getting one, too. Yeah. Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. And that was a great was episode when they introduced her in the second season. That was fantastic. Yeah. Actually, that yeah. last episode, I thought that's who was going to show up and save the day. But it wasn't. It wasn't. And saw that it wasn't pull Mark up. Hamill. And then I saw a green lightsaber. And I'm like, no. And it was. My, uh, so I had, so I hate social media for the reason that, like, well, um, some more than one reason, but uh, the reason that if I even just open an app and there's a, a groundbreaking episode of something that I'm watching, I will see a spoiler, and that is really annoying. So I knew that Luke had shown up at the end of the episode, but um, it was funny because my my sister and my dad didn't know, so. Luke's X-Wing comes in and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> they're like, what's an X-Wing? And, and then he, you know, came through the door and it was just, it was, it was weird how realistic it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And I, I know people, are pro- I mean, he kind of, um, he kind of made a mess of the bad guys. They're pretty handily. Um, and I know there were people that were That's probably upset great. about that <laughs> um, because, you know, okay, the Mandalorian had such trouble and, but you got if you watch like the Clone Wars cartoons, you realize how powerful the Jedi were. I mean, they're taking out droids like nobody's business, you know, whole battalions of droids yeah. single handedly. And so what, what Luke does in the final bits of that episode is like not that unbelievable in the whole arc of the Star Wars universe if you've watched any of the Clone Wars stuff and things like that. So, you know, I thought that fit fine, you know, and it was cool. It was kinda like at the end of Rogue One, um, when you got to see Darth Vader just wailing on guys and like, wow, he is a, he's, 
He's bad because in all of the original movies, you never really saw you saw him have the duel with old Obi Wan Kenobi, right? Um, <laughs> but you you never really saw Darth Vader in his prime. And but and at the end of Rogue One, you saw like okay, that is the badass that is Darth Vader. And at the end of mm-hmm. uh, the last episode of Mandalorian, it's like that is the badass Jedi that Luke Skywalker became. Nice, I like it. So and then and then he ran away from his problems, but. That's yeah, well, I don't know how they're going to fill that hole in. There are some people that are probably wishing this will just start a whole another like alternate arc, um, I suppose. But I don't know how they yeah. make that happen. But yeah, what what happens to uh, hopeful Luke? We'll never know, or maybe we will know, and maybe Dave Filoni will tell us. So <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, lots of good, lots of good there. But uh, yeah, gosh, uh, yeah. So. Uh, I don't know what else is going on. You know, it's January. Oh, running. Um, I have been running. Uh, I have been running outside, and it's terrible. Uh, yeah. The conditions are awful. I don't know why you've been doing it. Well, here's the reason, because um, my stupid watch tells me I have to, and mm-hmm. I'm training for this. That's another hope for 2021 for me. I hope I'm planning on running a half marathon middle of March, on my own. It's my own little personal mini marathon thing that I'm going to do on, on a Saturday in March. And, um, so I have to, you know, do these like training runs every so often. And especially during this time when the campus has been kind of shut down, I don't think the the wellness center has been open, at least not during the holidays. I think it is now. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I don't really have access to a good indoor running space or to a treadmill. And honestly, even if I did, I still like going somewhere when I'm running, and I don't really like running around the track or on the treadmill. So I just have to be a little slower and a little bit more cautious, but I've been running on the snow and the ice, and I've not fallen once yet. Actually, the the closest calls I've had to that have been, because a lot of these runs will have me like run for a little while and then walk for a bit and then run for a while. It's the walking part that is the uh, the more dangerous part I've found, (laughs) not the running part. So maybe that has to do with my stride. I don't know, but yeah, but it's been no, it's I, awful. Yeah, it's been bad. And you've been saying how you've been texting me like, "Oh, ran outside today. It was freezing." And I was like, "I did not. I've been on the treadmill. Thankfully, we got a new treadmill, um, which has been a lifesaver um, these past couple of days. Um, yesterday was my first time running outside in about a week. Um, I ran." nine miles outside and it was freezing and it wasn't that bad at the beginning. Um, probably cause I was just excited to, like you said, go somewhere, mm-hmm. um, when I'm running. Uh, and, but as time went on, you know, like I could feel like I kept seeing something out of the corner of my eye. And then I realized that my eyelashes were freezing, which hasn't, hasn't happened in a long time. Um, but, uh, yeah, by the end of it, my eyelashes were frozen. My ponytail was frozen. Um, I had a buff around my neck that I use just in case I need to go into a building or somewhere mm-hmm. um, in case of emergencies. Um, that was just frozen. Um, I, I I was cold the rest of the night. It was – I, like, went in and took off, like, and changed really quick. And then I, like, curled up in a blanket, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> The uh, run I made in St. Paul was actually my longest run yet. I think it was eight and a half, so I'm getting up there a little bit closer to some longer runs. But Ooh. I had I had uh, I had 
frozen caveman ice beard going on, which was, that was fun. Um, yeah. 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 It's like, what's this under my nose? Oh, it's an icicle forming yeah. on my mustache. No, I, kept, I was like, what is, like, do I have something like caught on my like forehead or something? No, it was like, cause I kept blinking and it would like go away, but then I'd like open my eyes back up again and like, it was there. But we've, it's been a combination of cold here and then we've had a terrible fog. Like, it's been so foggy. Visibility is terrible. I'm, I was mostly scared of like getting hit um, these past couple days. Um, Otherwise, the temperatures, I mean, we live in the Midwest, you know, you go out when you can. But, um, but yeah, the visibility is really really been bad here i've been sticking to the path because it's more or less clear and sidewalks are not always clear right now and there's no crazy drivers and cars to deal with so it's a it's been boring but it's safe at least so yep well i i don't know hopefully i'll be i'll be ready by march 13th i think it is that i'll run the first annual father tom personal half marathon i don't know what i'm calling it yet but that's as close as I can get to it. Yeah, yeah it'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe I can come. Maybe I can come watch. I'll come uh, let's see, a Saturday in March. Probably going to have a track meet. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Who knows? Maybe not. You never know. Yeah. never know. Well, good to catch up with you, Meg. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, we'll see you soon. That's yeah, cool. Soon. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. good. Yeah. Well, enjoy um, the, the last couple days of your of your break at home with family and uh, milk it for all it's worth. Um, I will you know, have your mom do your laundry, eat oh. Christmas cookies, all of that. Dishwasher. 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 Man, uh, I'm gonna miss that dishwasher. <laughs> Also my family, also my family. And my family. And and my family, my dog. But that dishwasher, man. You live the life of luxury. <laughs> I have a dishwasher and I never use it. I don't know what your problem is. I hate that. Well, you know what? I'm only no. making dishes for one, I'll though. Come, so it's not that hard. Yeah, I'll come over and use your dishwasher. <laughs> that's probably not That's probably not safe. Maybe I won't do that. Um <laughs> But maybe when you're not there. <laughs> Here, here's the, yeah, when I'm gone, you can uh, water my plants and use the dishwasher. <laughs> I, do you think that you're laughing, but I would, I would do it. I hate doing dishes. It's terrible. Yeah. No. All right. Well, I'll let you bring us home. All right. May the faith be with you. And with your spirit. Happy New Year. Happy 2021, everyone. Happy New Year, everybody. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Thank you.